fresh flowers on the altar this morning. Yesterday's flowers died. So we may always think that we put flowers on the altar because we want it to look beautiful, which is true. But we also want to keep the great matter of birth and death in our mind. And that impermanence does surround us. It's a part of us. And that's why oftentimes we say it's urgent to practice. Yeah. So you got it. You're here. <laughs> so. I, I just would like to share, and I know that we've got folks from all over the country, so welcome. And please bear with us, we're live here, so I'm kind of responding to the things that have happened to me in the last few hours, um, that because you're not right on the location, you would not have the same experience. Anyway, I would like to share that I have this little practice in the morning where I go to this little room at the back of my little suite. And I have a picture of Venerable Samusunam, who is our founder there. And it's when he was very young, I think when I first met him. So that was about 42 or 44 years ago now. And he's sitting in the picture in front of the altar. I remember that altar because it was the first altar I ever saw when I came to see him. And the Buddha that's in that altar is a Buddha that we brought to Ann Arbor. It was a, when my former husband came to establish with Sunam the temple here, he carried that Buddha in a backpack. And so we've had it around here. And right now, it is sitting in the niche of a tree beyond our pond. So it's some, it's especially special to me to look at Sunam with that Buddha and then know that that Buddha is also here with us too. And this morning when I looked out, there they were, uh, the picture and uh, the tree and there were, it was a very interesting sight that I've never seen. The tree has, is, was cut off because it was, um, was dying. And, but we wanted to keep some of the trunk and make a niche and put a Buddha in it and maybe do all kinds of things with it, but not throw it away or burn it. And the, this sight that I saw this morning was that on the flat, big round of the tree, there was a huge pile of those walnut balls that had been falling down. I didn't put them up there. <laughs> I mean, there's really a huge pile, like some on top of the other. And I watched for a minute. And what do you know, but our squirrels are picking them up and they take them up the tree and put them on this pile. <laughs> Isn't that kind of a beautiful thing? <laughs> you know? 
I mean, it's, do you think, you know, the squirrels, I bet those balls weigh almost as much as the squirrel. I mean, they've been hitting the roof of the, of the Sangha house these last weeks. So it feels like we're being bombarded sometimes in the Sangha house. So I can imagine these squirrels crawling up with something that's almost their own weight. Yeah. So it's, I'm just making a likening to your own efforts. You know, you have to make a real effort to um, whatever it is you're doing for it to go well. And that's what we're about, you know, for each thing in our life, not just our meditation practice, that we make a full effort. And then we might have a very interesting storage of something at the top of a tree. Yeah, I couldn't resist just throwing that in. You'll have to go have a look at it because I've never seen anything like that happen before. Have you? Have any of you seen squirrels piling like that? You have. Huh? Okay. Yeah, if squirrels can do it, we can do it. All right. So today I um, would like to, let's see. In the last couple of talks, especially the last one, I have been talking about urgency and encouraging you to take kind of an urgent attitude to your practice and to your being here at Youngman Junction. And uh, today I'm going to just, well, why? Well, why? What's the point of this urgency and this really working hard? Like squirrels. So I'd like to start with, first of all, a story. I was Last week, maybe about 10 days ago, I spent a week at our spring wind farm in New York State. I hope you all get a chance. I know that Terence and Emily have been there. It's a beautiful place. And of course, Mom has been there. Um, and it was the reason that I went at that time was that I wanted to see Sunam because I had not, Sunam is our founder for those of you who do not know Venerable Samasunam, and to pay my respects, because through lots of ups and downs, he's always been my teacher. And I appreciate that a great deal. And I haven't seen him for maybe three years. And he's very ill with Parkinson's disease and some dementia. So it was time to go and see him. So I, we spent a week together and he did recognize me and he came to where I was on several occasions and we would have just a little, a very tiny exchange change because he doesn't really talk very much, at least he didn't to me. And so when one day I was working in my little room, I had a little room on the main floor and I was doing some studying, and I was doing my usual kind of things on the computer, doing email stuff and etc. that kind of thing. And he appeared at the door. He walks very slowly and quietly, so I didn't know he was coming. You know, always I would tidy up or something a little bit if he was coming, if I knew he was coming, but he was, and there he was. And he said to me, 
what are you doing? And in one way you could think like, oh, it's just a friendly little hello, but my experience with Sunam is that usually when he asks me a question, it's one of a kind of a meditation question. It's kind of, where's your awakening, girl? <laughs> what are you doing? Well, so I just said to him, well, I'm uh, doing some studying of a Korean Sun book, Zen book, and I'm on the computer. And he just, and left. So it was like an interview. <laughs> and of course I thought, well, I'm not sure how well I did with that. What are you doing? What are you doing? And the thing is that that what are you doing is a central focus in a koan in our Buddhist, our Zen Buddhist tradition. And I'd like to share this koan about what you're doing. What are you doing with you? It's um, in this book, The Record of Empty Hall, which is by Dosho Port. Uh, he's a, a Dharma teacher, a teacher Zen master at the Nebraska Zen Center, and has been a good friend of this Sangha. He's come to do teachings from time to time. So this is his second, of, second book. And the, it is case number 60, and I'm going to read it to you. Um, One day, Venerable Zitong Zong responded to a general response, uh, request to teach, saying, so the community had asked him, to, would he please come and sit down, and they'd like to ask some questions. So he said, he, he was saying, one day, Venerable Zitang Zhang responded to a general request to teach, saying, Strive, but what for? So that's what the master said, strive, but what for? At that time, a monk came forward and held his hands on the earth. So the Tang said, the master said, what are you doing? I couldn't resist. Feels like Sunam. What are you doing? The monk said at that time, We save each other. We save each other. Tang said, A teacher for this great assembly, yet there is still more. So he said, And can you go further? So the monk shook out his sleeves and left. So that was the little incident. <laughs> Strive, but for what? Here's where Dosho speaks. Strive, but for what? What are you aiming for in this one great life? Strive, but for what? What are you aiming for in this one great life? Killing time? Saving your own ass, <laughs> this is Dosho, <laughs> or serving as a bridge for all living beings swirling in this world of suffering. Killing time, saving your own ass, or serving as a bridge for all beings. 
swirling in this world of suffering. This monk responded by touching the earth, embodying a connective response, hands on the earth. He didn't tell Zitong, he showed him. He put his body in alignment with how it is. And, um, but what was his meaning? Zi Teng checked him out. Don't show me, tell me. So this time he says, tell me. And the monk responded from the heart, we save each other. More literally, the Chinese could be rendered, because Dosho translated all this from Chinese. Mutually save, mutually save. And what it's, we save each other is what Dosho made from that. And then Dosho says, metaphorically, he might be saying, drumming and dancing begin together. So we have to be careful to not think it's just here in the meditation space or the assembly, but in the rest of our life, saving each other. Mutually save. Mutually save. So, I like to think of it that way. And I think that's one of the reasons why we use the word in our BSCW of harmonizing. Harmonizing is, you know, playing your note while others play their notes and together making the song. Together preparing a meal. Together harvesting. And it starts with each one of us shaving ourselves. And that's what this practice is about. Yesterday, I read to you from Master Boshan's uh, admonitions, which were mainly about urgency and at the end, tender heart. Okay. And today, to end this talk, I like to read to you from Master Samasunam's Song of Meditation. We pretty much all know this song of meditation because we do it, we recite it frequently here at the temple. And just like Master Boshan, remember I told you that he made, there was a little booklet made, a pocket-sized booklet of all his admonitions that people kept um, in their pockets. And then they would pick them out and they would read to them. And I was thinking this song of meditation is also one that you could make into a little pocket-sized book and keep it in your nearby in order to just pick it up. Today, I was um, 
I was uh, sharing the meditation formula with Sogan, and he said, wait, wait, I don't think I can memorize it. I'll write it out and I'll put it by my computer. So, you know, whatever our version of having these things close by, what we try to do, maybe it's a little pocketbook. Maybe it's a good memory too. <laughs> so let me get to the song of meditation. And I'm going to, um, I've got so many things in here. Um, and I'm going to read it slowly. And if this was in your pocketbook, which one would, would touch you today? Would help you to help save yourself so you could save others? Okay, ready? Song of Meditation. Sit still, rest. You're one with all beings insentient. Rocks, trees, mountains, rivers, clouds, sky. Breathe. Concentrate. You're one with all beings sentient. Birds, animals, insects, worms, fish, humans. Arise from meditation with live wadu and meditation light. Streets, Workplace, markets, travels are Dharma realms. Wadu, and that's your meditation practice, is your tool to gain the single eye of wisdom. Its life comes from sincere heart and unknowing mind. Non-self, boundless heart and first mind the three ingredients in unknowing mind. Unknowing mind is a splendid world of infantile brilliance. Be a little dumb, pure and innocent to enter this world. So you may cry without bitterness, laugh like the morning sun. Like Dharma rain, Wadu embedded with unknowing mind soaks your daily activities. Tears flow from skyscrapers. Wooden men rise to dance and flowers bloom on highway signs. We sing of Sheila reminds you Enlightenment is instantly present in the mind of the beginner. Birth, death, and nirvana are always in harmony. Seeking or attaining enlightenment is the defeat of meditation practice. If such thoughts occur, wake up from ignorance frightened as if swallowing poison. Each time you sit, you are a new beginner. 
The presence of awakened heart in the first mind is vast and infinite. There is no birth, no death, and no nirvana. Repent to surrender yourself if you have obstacles. Bow and perform prostrations if you have doubts. Do constant practice fresh in this moment if you lose beginner's mind. Here is a song for your everyday Dharma life. Meditation is knowing yourself. Knowing yourself is setting yourself free from delusions. Setting yourself free from delusions is becoming one with what is. Becoming one with what is, is enjoying formless life every day. Enjoying formless life is seeing yourself everywhere in happiness and sorrow. Serve all beings as Buddhas and Bodhisattvas. Protect water, soil, and clean air. Praise the way of Buddha. Sun Moon. So please tell us which line resonated with you. You may help with your Yongman Junction practice. If you say it, then I'll say it, share with the folks online. Rest, rest, rest. From Jagwa, rest. Praise the way of Buddha, Sun Moon. Praise the way of Buddha, Sun Moon. Hayun. Fresh, fresh in this very moment. Fresh in this very moment. Maum. Be a little dumb, pure, and innocent. Be a little dumb, pure, and innocent. Sogun. Enjoy formless life every day. Enjoy formless life every day. Emily. Seeing yourself everywhere in happiness and sorrow. Seeing yourself everywhere in happiness and sorrow. Magamak. Tears from skyscrapers. Tears flow from skyscrapers. Cry without bitterness, laugh like the morning sun. Pasati. But guess what, Tongson? Cry without bitterness, laugh like the morning sun. Crying without bitterness, laugh like the morning sun. Tong sun. Uh, flowers bloom on highway signs. 
Flowers bloom on highway sign. Terence. How about Kashu? Wooden men rise to dance. Wooden men rise to dance. Kashu. So thanks to Sunam for all this. What about some of you there? Shall I unmute them? Are they sending them? Well, let me unmute everyone. Um, you can all unmute yourselves and answer. <laughs> this will be a big distraction. <laughs> Do constant practice fresh in this moment if you lose beginner's mind. So young. Each time you sit, you're a new beginner. That's Edna Kono. Sagu. Good. So, what are you doing? Keep that in mind. What are you doing? I leave you with it. All right, let's go back to our meditation practice.